trucking. Got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking. Like the doodah man together. More or less in line. Just keep trucking. On, on, on. All right. Welcome. Welcome back. Today's another Thursday episode. A little, little rundown of what's been happening here on the Good View Quarter. Uh, this is episode number nine, I believe. So you can find this at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash gvq09. I'll put some pictures up there. You guys can check that stuff out. Uh, let me see what I'm, I'm talking about when I'm talking about my chicken tractor, poultry tractor, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I don't know, some other links. Links to Amazon, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash Amazon, where you can get uh, my affiliate link. You can go click on that and, and hook me up with a little percentage of whatever you, you purchase. And it won't cost you a dime. It's free. So go do it. Go do it. What are you waiting for? I also have the the Discord link in there, which uh, I recommend you go check out. It's um, it's growing. It's getting cooler. Getting cooler. Yeah, it's actually it's, it's a it's fun fun little community. So uh, I encourage you guys to go, go check that out. So we're going to start with homeschooling. Um, We've, we use a box curriculum. We use uh, moving beyond the page. Uh, we did that with all three of our kids, um, this past year and our youngest one, it wasn't, wasn't up her alley. So, um, we are going to do it with our oldest two and our, our, uh, youngest daughter is going to do something else. Um, and it's going to be a, a bit of, a patchwork that we're going to pull from here, from there. We have lots of different resources that we uh, have accumulated for, for our other children. Um, you know, just hand-me-downs from other homeschool families, from uh, my, my mother, she's a retired teacher, um, from my wife's mother who homeschooled her kids. All those, those resources are there, and that's where we're going to be pulling all that stuff from. Um, we've gone th- we've gone through pretty much all the stuff that we need for our uh, older kids so we're trying to piece that together so that um, some of the units align uh, we really want to kind of dial it down to it so it's more of a like that one room schoolhouse kind of feel where um, they'll both be learning about weather but uh, at, at different levels right so you kind of scaffold it all up as you go and um, you know, next time they go over some of the stuff, it's all, they have a, a pretty solid foundation. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. Um, hopefully it will, it will go well and hopefully all will be, be good. Um, we'll see. Our youngest son is, uh, he's going to be going to preschool this year at the, uh, the public school. Um, and there's multiple reasons there. I do think he needs kind of, we're going to see how things go. Um, just gonna put it, put it that way. Get some uh, some testing and some services, and, and see where we where we land and um, what we do. It's it's not. I don't foresee it being a, a long term thing. Um, probably just this year, maybe kindergarten, depending on um, what the the school is able to offer and, and what seems to be uh, useful or um, sufficient. Not sufficient. I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it on the homeschool front. Um, you know, it's summertime, so living's easy, right? Um, 
what else we got going on? Mostly homestead stuff. Uh, if you guys recall back in when I was recapping April, April, recapping the month of April, I gotta, I, I teach my kids and I don't even know how the months go. Um, so when I was recapping April, uh, I mentioned that we had just got some, some broilers, some uh, crunch cross. We had a bunch of blue slate turkeys that we were raising up, and we had a mother hen that had just hatched out eight chickens. We had eight chicks alive out of 12 eggs at the time, Um, and so I was telling you guys all about that and how excited I was. Well, May was a deadly month for poultry around here. It just, um, nothing seemed to be going right Everything was just, I mean, I tell you, there was times when it was just kind of, I'm ready to, ready to quit, ready to just kick it in and, and forget it. It's not worth it. Um, it's not worth it. We lost a couple chicks just because, um, and same with turkeys, you know, we lost a couple in the beginning and, uh, we were kind of through it. And I think it was the night after I recorded April's recap that, um, a raccoon got in the chicken coop and it killed the mother hen and it killed five of the babies. So we were left with three chicks. Um, they were probably, I figured at that time, they're probably three days old, four days old. So that kind of sucked. Um, she was an older hen that not older, but she was a, a second generation hen that we had had from our, our first batch of chickens here. Um, and, uh, she finally sat on some eggs and hatched them out. She wasn't that great of a mother last year, and she did well this year, and then the, the raccoon got her. So that was a, a major bummer. Um, but uh, we brought the chicks inside, and we, we had them coming along, and they were surviving well. And um, actually, no, I think we had five left. We had five left. I correct that. The raccoon got mama hen and three chickens. So we had five left. We brought them inside. <clears throat> and somewhere along there, they got coccidiosis. I didn't notice it right away. Um, by the time I noticed it, it was too late. Uh, there was a little bit of red poop. I thought it was because we had given them some uh, beet scraps and some there was some guinea pig food that they were scratching at that was that had some red dye in it, and uh, I just kind of chalked it up to that. I've dealt with coccidiosis in goats, but never chickens, and I've had plenty of chickens and we've never had to deal with it. And I, and I don't do the medicated feed or anything like that. So that was a real bummer. We lost two to that right away. Um, right away. And I, I as soon as we figured it out, I ran out to the store and, and, uh, picks up, picked up some, some Corid. Um, cause apparently the other stuff you can't buy anymore. I don't know. Um, we'll get into that a, a little bit later in the show, but, uh, yeah, there's, I had to go pick up some Corid. Um, which I uh, put in their water and started giving to them. To them, I gave that to the chickens, uh, the the broilers, and the turkeys, and, and everybody to kind of stave off that coccidiosis because that's it's bad. That stuff's bad. It just runs through, and they look like they're doing fine, and then an hour later they're face down, done. Um, so, so we're down to three, and then my son who knows he's not supposed to go out there. If you listen to the third, uh, Tuesday show, you'll, you'll already heard this story. Uh, he went out there to the um, brooder and opened it up and took one out. And 
Not really sure what happened, but he managed to kill it. I think he either squeezed it to death or he took it on the trampoline and, and squashed it. Um, either way, uh, it died. So we were down to now two chicks out of 12 eggs. Um, I think it was, a, we had, uh, 10, 10 chicks that actually hatched. So really quite a bummer, um, to just see how, how quickly, um, all that life was just extinguished and, and for no purpose, you know, it wasn't like they were being turned into food. Um, you know, we put them in the crock pot and fed them to the dogs, but in terms of people, um, not a whole lot was happening there. So it's really kind of sucked. And the same with the turkeys, you know, we lost, um, a couple turkeys out, found them, um, a couple just died. Um, had another experience where, uh, not entirely sure how it died, but a fairly healthy turkey just kind of died. Um, it could have been like it got into some poison, but I think it was a, another crush wound of sorts from another individual. So we are figuring out brooders and tractors and the like because that is uh, the biggest concern right now. You know, there's uh, predators everywhere. And, uh, it, it sucks, but we're, we're figuring it out. Um, so, you know, and that was, that was a major bummer. And, uh, on top of that, the, uh, the goats, one of the goats had, had diarrhea. Um, I don't worm our goats, uh, on a schedule. Uh, some people will yell at you for that and tell you, you know, ah, you gotta, you gotta worm twice a year at this time, and that time. And, um, when it boils down to it, worms are building immunity. They're, you know, what used to work doesn't work. Ivermectin used to work, doesn't work anymore. And part of that's because I think people just, you know, put out medicated feed all the time. People just, I'm just going to dose my goats with this because, uh, you know, that's, that's what I've been told to do. Um, and I, I fail because I don't have a microscope to, to do a, an actual fecal. So, I'm not actually sure if they have worms or not. I just know they have diarrhea. So I wait. And then when I see, uh, see them kind of getting the scars there, I, uh, then I'll worm them. So we had one that, that got a little runny and, and we wormed her and, you know, some saw some worms in the, in the poop. And that was, that was that. So we wormed the goats then and, uh, thought we were good. Three days later, four days later, one of the goats that we had just wormed, um, diary came back. Actually, no, she, she, then she got diarrhea, right? So she had regular poop. Now she got scars and no idea why. So he gave her some ivermectin, hoping that would help. And it, it cleared up a week later, another one having to do another one. Um, you know, and, and I'm not sure if it's worms. I, I can't tell. I've looked at the eyelids and I can't tell, uh, for all I know it's, um, something in the, the field that they're eating that maybe they shouldn't be eating, but then why don't they have it all the time? And why is it just one or two goats? I don't know. Um, thankfully we have not lost a goat because uh, that would be, that would have been the, the nail in the coffin this month. That, that would have been real, real kick in the bucket. Um, I just be done, I think. But, uh, so that's that the, um, our, our mama hen died. Um, but on a positive side, there are two more hens that are sitting. So I, I, um, I usually try not to let them 
sit, if I have one sitting, I won't let another sit or don't need a ton of chickens. Uh, really, we kind of have enough right now. We're getting cartons of eggs stacked up on the, the countertop and, you know, don't need so many eggs, but, um, so anyway, the, the mama hen there, we have two now that are sitting, um, and I'm letting them sit just, just because just to kind of see if they can do it. Um, and hopefully they can, and we'll throw, throw a few more chickens into the flock and, knows maybe maybe sell some um at, at an auction if we end up with enough because uh, i don't really feel like having too many just more more mouths to feed but uh it is it is handy to have a broody hen um hens that will that will go broody that know how to uh raise raise chickens up so we got got that and that's that's positive that was kind of like the uh the end of the month on the right note kind of thing. You know, you look back at everything and, uh, it's good. It's good because the corn's coming and, uh, you know, cucumbers are starting to ripen and, uh, chickens are sitting and that's good. That's good. I'm going to start the month out next month with uh, a whole bunch of death as we, uh, process our, our meat birds. But, uh, I guess that's what they're for. Um, yeah, it's always hard to do. It's never, never easy, but, um, it is what it is. And if you want to eat, uh, you know, do it yourself, right? Cause at least I know, I know those chickens are out in that, that goat pasture, um, living their best life for now. And, uh, I know that, uh, when, when it comes time to process them, that they will be done in, uh, humane as possible. Um, and I can't tell you that about the, uh, the chicken processing plants, you know, you don't know that. So, uh, there's that. Uh, what else do we do? What else do we do? Um, yeah, to the garden. Uh, I've never fertilized a garden. Um, I don't use pesticides on a garden. I know there's organic solutions. I just never have. Um, part of that is because probably my garden's never really been that big, um, where it's, it's been an issue or I've kind of had time where I could take care of those things. Um, before I had kids, uh, now it's kind of coming about that okay, there's a little bit more weeding that needs to get done than I can do. Um, you know, there's a few more bugs out here that I can actually pick off and take care of. Um, or, you know, I, I, I used to spray, uh, like on, on the ca- cabbage moths, um, the caterpillars there, uh, you know, just like Dawn and, and, uh, just soap water. But, uh, you know, potato bugs are starting to get it on the tomatoes. Um, and I've never had them on the tomatoes before. I know they would just because of the, the whole nightshade family and, and, and whatnot. But, um, first year I've seen them on tomatoes and man, they do a number. And, and even the chickens won't go after them because they, they won't eat tomatoes and they, they know like, okay, this is going to taste nasty. might make me sick. I'm going to stay away. So been trying to take care of them. Um, but the big thing is, uh, the plants are plants. Um, starting to somewhere kind of turning yellow and I really need to get the soil tested. It's something I needed to do like years ago and I never did, but I need to this year. Um, we, you know, we cleaned out our barn. Uh, it had cow poop in it from, I don't know, three, four years ago. Well, five years ago, at least because it was there before we uh, bought the house and we dumped a bunch of that in our garden. And I figured, you know, I'm not sure how much value it had in it, um, probably a lot of the nutrients have, have broken down. Uh, at the same time, I would think that it would help lighten up the soil a little bit. Um, you know, we're on, on sand and clay pretty much. And, uh, 
it's really the garden, like lots of my plants, they're starting to turn, turn yellowish. Um, and sometimes I, I wonder if it's not, um, some sort of fungus or when I've asked around, it seems most people will agree that uh, they need food of some sort. So I've, I've actually, I broke down and I got some fertilizer and I, I put it around the plants gently and, uh, I've not yet seen a difference. Um, so I don't know. Uh, maybe I, maybe I didn't put enough down. Um, I've never done it before, so I don't know. But uh, hopefully it'll be all right. One of the uh, things that's really been a bummer with it, um, and again, I don't know if it's you know not getting enough food. Um, it almost looks like the bugs. Um, but my squash, my squash, I love. I love winter squash, um, and that's one of my biggest gripes about. Uh, being down here in the South, um, growing winter squash is, I mean, almost impossible. One year we did awesome with the, the North Georgia, uh, candy roaster, sugar roaster, whatever it is. And that, and that was amazing. Um, I put them in this year and they, they're doing well. There's some big fruits out there, but, uh, one day leaves will start turning yellow. And then two days from now, the whole vine is dead. Uh, and I think it, I haven't seen the kind of drilling that the squash beetles do that, that sort of like almost sawdust that they leave out when they drill into the vine. I haven't seen much of that, but the way the plants die, um, that's kind of what it looks like. And I've not seen plants die when they get, when they don't get fed, I've not seen them die in, in a way like that, where the whole thing just kind of one day is just turns yellow and, and dies. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I really got to get that soil tested. So maybe when uh, I get a minute, I'll go do that. <laughs> but uh, what else? What else? One more. The uh, so I mentioned we need new new chicken tractor, new poultry tractor, whatnot. Um, so I built one of those, uh, and I will throw some pictures up. It's almost done. I gotta cut a couple pieces of PVC and, and uh, glue them together. But uh, that should be done soon. And um, throw that up. Uh, it's about 15 by eight, 15 by seven. And, um, it'll be good. We're going to put it out in the goat pasture. Um, put the turkeys in there and that can be their sort of home base. And then when they're, when they're done, you know, cause they, they'll be able to fly out. Um, but that's really the purpose of what we're doing. We, you know, we're going to clip their wings so they can't get over the the fence, um, the four foot, uh, woven wire fence, but I really want them out there with the goats and stuff because the, the dogs, the great Pyrenees are, are phenomenal with our chickens, with, um, the turkeys. They take care of them when they're babies. They watch them. They won't let any other animals near them, um, dogs or goats. And it's, it's phenomenal. They are amazing dogs. Um, absolutely amazing. I, I cannot speak highly enough of this, this pair that we have. Um, but, uh, so hopefully the turkeys can be out there. That'll cut down on a, on a feed bill of sorts. They'll have that whole pasture to peck at and there's some oak trees and whatnot and they'll be eating acorns and, um, that'll be good. So I'll throw some pictures up there of, of all that goodness. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this month. You guys, hopefully next month, um, have more vegetables. All those tomatoes becoming ripe, corn starting to tassel and silk right now, and some of that will get picked, and uh, have more baby chicks to put pictures up, and all, all that goodness, all that goodness. So.
Anyway, guys, thank you for checking this out on your Thursday. Uh, I appreciate it. If you are listening to this on podcast and you want to see my friendly, smiley face, you can do that on YouTube, which will also be in the show notes. Show notes, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash GVQ09. I will link to the YouTube video um, in there as well. YouTube videos are always funny. Uh, I always look at them afterwards. I'm like, wow, my, my head bobbles quite a bit. Quite a bit. So if you want to see a head bobbling weirdo, go check that out. Very cool. And if not, uh, keep on listening on that podcast, guys. And uh, if you haven't already, go go leave a review, subscribe, hit all the buttons, uh, follow me on Twitter. Not that I post things on Twitter too much, but I do on occasion. And like I said on Tuesday, if you guys, if you have a direction that you want to see the show go, if there's topics you want to see covered, if there's things you want to see me do more or less of, um, please get at me. Let me know. Homesteads and homeschools at gmail.com. Uh, find me on Twitter at HS and HS pod. I am open, uh, to advice, to direction, to whatever it is that, uh, may suit your fancy. So anyway, guys, that's all for today. Enjoy your weekend and remember, get out there. So those seeds of liberty can all reap seeds of freedom together.